Are you ready for common sense retirement planning advice? Tired of the noise coming out of mainstream financial media that doesn't always have your best interest at heart? Looking for someone who will answer the tough questions that applies to your money? Well, welcome to the Plan to Retire podcast. Each week, certified financial planner Jeff Bowers will make you a better investor, consumer, and help you make smart money choices as you journey through retirement. Head on over to plantoretire.com, that's the number two in Plan to Retire, where you can learn more, schedule a no-obligation introductory phone call, or subscribe to this free podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Now, here's your host, Jeff Bowers. Good day, and I hope everyone is doing well and staying healthy. Today on the Plan to Retire podcast, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, bias. No, not bias in the media behavioral financial bias. In other words, what's going inside your head that might just be getting in the way of you being financially successful? Now understand that we're, of course, all human, and as such, there are certain built-in systems in us. One of those is these biases that I'll be talking about today. You see, it's not that there's something wrong with you or that you're inadequate in any way. It just is. It's in our makeup. This is one of my favorite topics because this is something you can control. You know, we can't control the markets. We can't control the cost of things we buy. We can't control how the economy does. But we can control how we plan, prepare, and react to these things. Maybe once you're aware of these biases, you can make better money choices and decisions moving forward. So that's our hope for today's podcast. And do you display any of these types of behavioral money biases? Well, listen and see if you do. I think you're probably going to find you do. The first bias we talk about is loss aversion. Loss aversion is when you feel twice as bad about a loss as you feel good about an equivalent gain. So when your 401k goes down by $25,000, you experience the same level of emotional response as when your account goes up by $50,000. Recently, we had a series of group employee meetings of a new 401k client And several times I heard things like, quote, I was really upset when my account went down by X amount a few months ago, unquote. But at the same time, the person never referenced the fact that the 401k probably had already come back in value. It was as if their account went down, but never came back up to the previous level, even though it probably had. When I asked one of the folks who was expressing this opinion if their account had come back, they said yes. But I could tell it didn't matter. It was as if the fact that the account went down that mattered to begin with, period. This is loss aversion rearing its ugly head, and it can lead to some very bad decisions. If you feel yourself reacting during a loss in your account, remember that this is a long-term game and that 75% of the time U.S. stocks go up and 25% of the time they go down. The cousin to loss aversion is overconfidence. Though I don't see it as often as loss aversion, overconfidence can be really dangerous. Overconfidence is when you think your portfolio management skills or your ability to manage your money are greater than a professional or that you can consistently beat the market averages. You know, I don't need an advisor, I can do this myself type person. I find it interesting that when I come across someone with this opinion that they rarely have the training or knowledge to be a successful investor. I'm not saying that you can't be successful if you have the proper education and training, but it is rare. It's amazing that someone who can't change the oil in their car attempts to manage their entire retirement savings themselves. 
Another common bias is availability bias. Availability bias is when we tend to rely on information that is readily available or easily recallable. In other words, we seek information that's easy for us to obtain right at our fingertips instead of exploring a particular topic or concept deeper. The problem is often this type of information is not applicable to your circumstance, or worse yet, it may just be flat incorrect. One of the most common biases is confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is when you seek information that confirms your perception or current views. Why do you think folks who have predominantly liberal political beliefs watch CNN and others who have predominantly conservative beliefs watch Fox News? It's confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is everywhere. It's in your social media feeds, the shows you watch, the radio talk shows you listen to, etc. We crave information or basically we crave affirmation of our choices. It's part of our makeup. We want to know we made the right decision and we had somebody to say, it's okay, you made the right decision. Think about it. Why do most products or services today, you think of that use testimonials so often? I mean, testimonials are everywhere. Free samples or free product service offerings are another example. Now, lastly, we crave affirmation of our choices. It's part of our makeup. Why do you think the product testimonials are used so often in advertising? Don't we seek final confirmation of a decision as a last step in our purchase process? If you think about it, that often happens. Lastly, there's recency bias. Recency bias is when we're influenced by a recent news event or a recent experience we've had when making uh, purchase decisions. Just like confirmation bias, recency bias is everywhere. I often hear people say after a friend or relative passes that they need to consider buying more life insurance. Now, has the likelihood of you dying increased because a friend recently passed? Probably not. Or how about after a story in the news about people getting sick on a cruise ship leads you to say that I'd never go on a cruise? Well, really, are you more likely to get sick on a cruise just because someone else did? COVID aside, of course. Well, from my financial planning experience, the most often time I notice recency bias is after a drop in the stock market. Sometimes people will feel that because stocks went down yesterday, they will get down today again. Many times when I speak to clients who feel this way, they're using several biases combined. They start off, they have a loss aversion. So they seek information that agrees with their fears. That's confirmation bias. Then they believe they know more about investment markets than a professional. That's overconfidence. Then to seal the deal on their beliefs, they read a blog on the internet that confirms their feelings. That's availability bias. So what do we do about these biases? Well, remember, these biases are built into all of us. But since you now know they exist, you can better mentally reason with yourself when you feel some of these biases. If you have a similar question, feel free to email your question to me at podcast at plantoretire.com. That's using the number two in plan to retire. I appreciate you listening to our podcast today. And remember, if you fail to plan, someone else is doing the planning for you. Thank you for tuning into the Plan to Retire podcast. Head on over to plantoretire.com. That's the number two. So plan the number two, retire.com. To learn more, schedule a no obligation introductory phone call 
or to subscribe to this free podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you next time on the Plan to Retire podcast.